Good morning. For New England Public Radio News, I'm Henry Epp. In Massachusetts, local governments have been able to rely less and less on state money to pay their bills. That's one of the findings of a report out this month from the state auditor. For many communities, this means much of their funds for road repair, fire departments, police is coming from property taxes. This is a problem in college towns where a lot of valuable property is owned by nonprofits that are tax exempt. Northampton, Massachusetts is the latest community to try out one possible solution, but it's controversial. I sat down with the city's mayor, David Narkowitz. He's running over some numbers on the city's new payment in lieu of taxes program, a terribly boring name for something Narkowitz says is all about fairness. Basically, this program imagines a fictional world where big tax-exempt institutions like colleges and hospitals do pay local property taxes. It calculates how much each organization would owe and then asks them, politely, to pay some of those imaginary taxes. In Northampton, the big nonprofits are Smith College, a women's liberal Arts School and Cooley Dickinson Hospital. Mayor Narkowitz says it's great to have these well-regarded institutions in town. But those institutions also use city services. You know, they need police protection, fire protection. You know, we have to maintain the roads and plow the roads and do all those things. Expensive stuff. So late last year, Narkowitz created the Payment in Lieu of Taxes, or PILOT, program. Here's the gritty details. Nonprofits that own property are being asked to pay 5% of the property taxes they would owe. And we're using a cutoff of only those large private uh, tax-exempt institutions which own in excess of $1 million worth of valued property. And that first million is exempt from the program. The percentage the city asks for will increase every year, up to 25 percent by 2020. Not everyone has to pay. Churches and conservation land, for example, aren't included. The idea is based on a program started in Boston back in 2011. Before then, the city did have pilot agreements, but they negotiated them individually, which got a bit messy. Because of the structure of the prior program, we had very Um, sporadic participation. That's Ron Rocco, Boston's assessing commissioner. The city came up with one formula for everyone. Five years in, Rocco says it's going pretty well. Contributions have leveled off at about 70% of what the city asks for. We'd love for it to be 100%, and we're still working towards that goal. But even at a 70% participation rate in a voluntary program, we think that's a pretty significant achievement considering where we were before. Boston received about $28 million in these nonprofit payments last year. Northampton is working on a much smaller scale, and it's been a tough sell. Smith College has been public about its concerns. Last week, Smith announced several hundred thousand dollars in local contributions, including an annual $100,000 gift to the city in each of the next three years. But college spokesperson Lori Fenlison makes very clear this should not be labeled a payment in lieu of taxes. We reject the notion of a pilot. We do not reject, in fact, we uh, totally accept the notion of the importance of investing in our community. Northampton is allowing nonprofits to pay up to half their contributions in community credit, in-kind donations. Smith does a lot of these. They let Northampton high school students take classes at the college for free. Local schools use Smith's athletic fields. Their museum and botanical garden are open to the public. And the school already pays a pilot agreement for a science building it built a few years ago. After all the calculations, Smith really owes the city about $123,000 dollars this year. So it's not quite meeting the amount the city wants. Lori Fenlison says their decision not to pay the pilot is about principles. Independent colleges like Smith and others uh, in the area and in the state, they have uh, nonprofit 
tax-exempt status for a reason. We provide a service, in our case it's higher education for women, that otherwise the local, state, and federal governments would have to provide. Bottom line, private colleges want to stay tax-exempt. In nearby South Hadley, the town administrator Michael Sullivan questions that principle. South Hadley is home to another historic women's college, Mount Holyoke. And Sullivan wonders if college's tax-exempt status is outdated. It's one of those societal or regulations within the state that need to be revisited. Sullivan is considering a payment in lieu of taxes program for Mount Holyoke. He says he recognizes Mount Holyoke draws people to South Hadley, but he says you could make the same argument of other companies like the supermarket Big Y. They bring people into town, probably on a a much smaller scale, and most would consider it not as a noble venture. Uh, I don't know why, but uh, I, I just think people adopt that kind of attitude. Sullivan and Mount Holyoke officials say they discussed the possibility of a pilot at a meeting a few months ago. Kevin McCaffrey, the college's government liaison, did not explicitly tell me the college is against the idea, but raises this point. 81% of the school's domestic students get financial aid. So any discussion of possible other allocations of our funds has to come uh, up against the discussion of our commitment to aid. Like Smith College to Northampton, McCaffrey says Mount Holyoke is already a big contributor to South Hadley in taxes for its commercial properties, in gifts, and the more intangible draw it brings to the small town. And McCaffrey dismisses Sullivan's idea that perhaps it's time to get rid of college's tax exemption. He says colleges are educating the next generation of world leaders. I think that there is no... uh, institution, no uh, sector that's doing more to serve the public good than, uh, than colleges. Regardless of the good works of any nonprofit, advocates for municipalities want to make it easier for communities to adopt a payment in lieu of taxes program like Northampton's. The Massachusetts Municipal Association has filed a state bill to do that. But the group's head, Jeff Beckwith, claims the bill has been slow moving on Beacon Hill. So it's been hard to get the legislation, get momentum behind the legislation at the state house, but we think that this is an issue uh, where over time uh, there will just be more and more support. At the end of the day, the whole thing is still voluntary. No one has to pay anything. So then how do city leaders get their local nonprofits to pay? I asked Jeff Beckwith if guilt plays a factor. He's got other words for it. Should large organizations, especially, for example, a college that has international students and hundreds of millions of dollars in endowments, should they feel some level of, if not remorse, then hesitation for not participating in a common sense pilot framework? I think that they should. This issue for both sides is about setting a precedent. It's a matter of who pays for what and how far a community is willing to push its most powerful of residents. I'm Henry Epp. This is Morning Edition on New England Public Radio.